Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. All right, lads. Sparky right here. Just wishing you a happy birthday. I shall raise a glass of the beer o'clock show to you tonight and hope there's many more to come. Cheers, guys. You're listening to... You're listening to the... To the beer o'clock... The beer o'clock show. You're listening to the beer o'clock show. Hello and welcome to the Beer O'Clock Show in our first summer special for 2015. My name is Mark, and as you heard from the little message from our pal Sparky right before the tinkly tinkly music, it's our birthday show. It's our third birthday in fact, and joining me, face covered in cake and all tired out from opening his presents, is my beer buddy Steve. Hello Steve. Hi Mark, how you doing? I'm alright mate, how are you? I'm fine. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Hey, hey. three years. Three Who years. would have thought it? I know, not us. There are people that still <laughs> listen as well. Also joining us on this special occasion is friend of the show and someone who turned his nose up at the quality of our party punch. It's our old buddy, Justin Mason. Hello, Justin. Hello, and happy birthday, guys. <laughs> Cheers. It's good to have you Thanks, back. I think I think that you're about your badge now for the so. number of times yeah. you've been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> just checked untapped. It's not come up yet. I, I think he's, he's, he's our most prolific guest now. Indeedy. And we've got a very interesting beer for our birthday show. It is from Shepherd Neem. It is called Mash Tun Number no. 1. It is a 7.4% ale. It comes in a little wooden box and the bottle's wrapped in paper. It's quite fancy. It's a big it old... It's a masterclass of packaging. This, it is. this beer is. It's a it's a thing of absolute beauty, and I'm almost I'm almost hesitant to unwrap it. To be honest with you, <laughs> but we've unwrapped it. We're about to open it because it's a big fucking bottle, and we need to get through it. So uh, let's open it's it. Not, it's nice that they've wrapped it up for our birthday as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's literally a, a little present box. So yeah. let's get into it. Because we need to start, make a start, and then we'll get into what we've been up to lately. So you're well ahead of the game. You've opened yours already. Yeah. Mm. Very confident pour. It's, wow, that's uh, a, coming out with a huge head on it. Yeah, it's coming out quite... It's quite thick as well, coming out of the bottle. Yeah, very carbonated. Lots of fizz in there. Lovely dark amber. Like yeah, a... Ru- ruby red on the... On the edges. Yeah. Depends on the dark light. Amber room. On the I'm in a, you're outside and I'm... I'm in a darkened office, Justin, so... Yeah, through the natural to... light, I can see it looks... Yeah. Yeah, ruby red with amber around the edges. Indeedy. Um... Right, before our first sip, what have you been up to, Steve? Oh, so much, so much, <laughs> so much to tell, so little time. Um, probably the highlight of, of, of the time that we've been off air for the last couple of weeks, I, I got to go to my Mecca. I got to climb my mountain. Um, I went <laughs> to the Magic Rock Tap um, up in Huddersfield and I, I wept for the entire time that I was in there at how great the beer was. Um, it was uh, it was a really great evening. I, I was lucky enough to get up invited up to their um, official launch party 
Um, and it was a good night. There were some great beers flowing. Uh, a couple of the highlights for me were the new um, collaboration they did with Siren called Gin Inspired, which was a gin and tonic IPA. Okay. Um, which was really nice actually it was really clean really crisp really refreshing had lots of characteristics from from gin and tonic um speaking to rich from magic rock they had used some botanicals in it as well to give it a little bit of the the, the feel of a and t so that was good and then the, the other one um the other standout was absolutely the um the grapefruit high wire which was just like drinking a glass of alcoholic grapefruit juice it was amazing sounds disgusting yeah, you wouldn't have liked it at all, mate. <laughs> you would have hated every sip. What about you, Justin? What have you been up to, mate? Um, touring round as I always do, many Essex pubs. Um, but I was fortunate last week, um, last Tuesday actually, to go up to um, been invited up to the Meantime Brewery um, for another go go round there, and to listen to Rod Jones, the head brewer, take us round brewery talking about the masterclass sessions that they're doing there now so what they've set up is some sessions to help that be beneficial to home brewers and they're already doing them for corporate customers apparently um, and for publicans and people in the trade to show them about brewing and the process um, of how the beer is made and the importance of all each processes with the end goal that they will um, help them serve better beer and understand the beer better um, when they come to serve it in their pubs and so promote better beer and we got to taste some lovely beers up there and um, had a general good time oh, it's really good pretty good uh, I've you, been on you, holidays I was going to say you didn't really get up so much did you you, you just kicked back and I ignored emails and texts from me pretty for, much for a few weeks yeah um, I went up to see <laughs> our buddy Rene at Beautiful Beers and walked out with a box full of stuff um, that I wasn't intending on buying, but I couldn't help myself. Um, I basically went in and said, Rene, tell me about Gerzers. And so he gave me his basically his basic sales spiel or his history lesson on Gerzers while showing me all the lovely Gerzers he's got in stock. And I'm going, okay, I'll have that one. I'll have that one. I'll have that one. Um, and then a week later, I went finally to um, Beers of Europe, which I think Steve, you went to... A Almost three years ago. Oh, many years ago. I remember ago, you there, yeah. telling me it was like the Tesco's of beer. So I went there. Shitloads of real ale that I just kind of walked past and ended up staring forlornly at the Thornbridge shelf for a while. But they had all the limited edition Imperial Russian stouts with the different flavours of them at like 10, 12 quid a bottle. And I'm thinking, oh, I could have easily gone that, but I didn't have that much money. But I walked out with a few interesting things. So yeah, my beer, my beer shelf is well and truly stocked up now. It's interesting to hear that you've gone for the Gerzas. So you were um, just research for your next season. No, it's just I don't think I've ever had a Gerza, and I just fancied Rene educating me. <laughs> he's a, he's a very interesting chap when it comes to the Belgian and the Dutch beers and and stuff like that. Anyway, so we have a first sip of our of our mash tun number one. Yeah, let's let's give give it a go. The first uh, of I many think. ahead of us. Right. Yeah. Cheers, guys, and happy birthday. Cheers. Cheers. Happy, happy birthday. It has got a lovely aroma on it. Full of fig. It was initially figs and dates and quite ripe red fruit, but 
it's mellowed into something a bit more fruitcakey. I was on the aroma. I was getting a lot of um, sort of almost copper off of it, and a little bit of ginger, a little bit of spice in in there. But on that first sip, none of that's really coming through, and the, the flavours are really um, they're really mixed up. I'm getting kind of some woody earthiness, which I, I kind of guess you expect from a shepherd neem beer. But then I am getting some some of the dark fruits that you talk about there on the aroma coming through on the taste as well. Yeah, I'm getting some some. Yeah, some um, dark sweet fruits and a little bit of wood on the aroma, but the taste very earthy with a bit of quite a lingering bitterness and quite a thick, um, quite quite a th- thick mouthy mouthfeel, <laughs> mouthy mm. mouthfeel. <laughs> no, it's 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 very full bodied, is isn't it? It's, That's it's what not, I wanted it's, to say. It's not a thin beer. No. It's um, you certainly know you're drinking it. Indeedy. Now it is, of course, our birthday show, and I believe we've had, we've been very lucky to receive some little birthday messages, Stephen. We've we've had loads, and and we're going to throw these in throughout throughout the show. So the first few um, from various people on Twitter. So firstly, uh, Sam Hill at Sam West Hill. Those of you that listen to the Beer Talkers will know that Sam co-hosts that podcast. Um, simply said, keep up the good work and stop tapping in or whatever the kids are calling it nowadays, because as we all know, Sam loves untapped. Um, and then we've got Greavesy E17. Uh, he's got two simple messages for us. Number one, happy birthday. Number two, thanks for organising an awesome pub call around Brighton. And then we had a couple of uh, a couple of tweets from breweries as well. So both Thornbridge and Five Points sending us uh, best regards for our third birthday. So they're, they're the first few of this evening. Cheers, guys. No, Stevie, have you got some birthday episode news for us, mate? Of, of course, mate, because we've been off air for a couple of weeks and news has been building up. <laughs> well, here's your birthday pips. Beep, 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 beep. Is, is that a happy birthday? It is. That is a happy birthday, all right. yes. That's, that's all you're getting now. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm getting. Okay, so the so first one in this week, uh, It was uh, we knew it was going to happen, but the full schedule was announced while we've been off air. London Beer City uh, running from the 7th to the 16th of August. Loads of events going on all over London, um, culminating in the London Craft Beer Festival. Um, I'm not going to go through them all. Um, that there are so many if you want the full details you can go to the website londonbeercity.com have a look at the schedule just a couple of things to note this year they've got um, two kind of bases of of operation so they're using Brewdog Shepherd's Bush and they're using Mother Kelly's so somewhere in the west somewhere in the east to run various events plus events all over the place the one that jumps out at me unsurprisingly and the one I will be making a pilgrimage to is at the cock on Tuesday the 11th of August Magic Rock are sending down eight casks of high wire that have all been hopped (laughs) differently so I am very excited about trying those one of each Um, please yes yes please (laughs) Um, so but check out the full details at londonbeercity.com and have a look at their schedule um, slightly linked to that, um, one of the things that's happening as well, um, so we've got some Thornbridge news now. Thornbridge are, they're not just going to do a tap takeover for London Beer City. They're actually taking over a whole pub 
for the week. So the Craft Beer Co. at Clerkenwell is going to become Thornbridge Bar for a whole week. They are going to be um, rotating beers across the 14 cask and 20 keg lines all week long. So that might well be worth um, checking out to see what they've got on. Um, And also Thornbridge have released a new beer uh, called I Love You, Will You Marry Me? 4.5% 4.5% ABV, a light blonde ale matured with a very large amount of fresh strawberries Ooh. and brewed without hops. So that should be um, quite an interesting one to try. Um, some other big news that hit last week was the merger of Firestone Walker and Duvel Morgat. Um, so they are coming together. Um, all the details are on the Firestone Walker website. Um, it just poses the one question of hopefully this will uh, result in greater availability of Firestone Walker beers um, because Duvel do have a very good distribution networks. Um, but as you can imagine, the craft world was up in arms over that particular announcement that one of, of course the, they were one of the cornerstone <laughs> American craft breweries emerging with a larger company. Um, a little bit of uh, Beer Clock Show news. If you've not already heard us bleating on about this on the, the, the Twitter sphere um, and you listen to this show, you need to nominate us for the UK Podcasters Award. Um, you've got until the 31st of July. Just head over to ukpodcasters.com, click on the information, search for the Beer O'Clock Show and nominate this podcast for an award. And then finally in this week's news, um, the interesting news that broke recently about the Colonel Brewery. Um, So as of the 5th of September, they're going to stop serving beer on on a Saturday at Colonel. Um, They're only going to be open as a bottle shop from nine till two, um, purely because it's got to the point where they can't cope with the amount of people that are turning up and they can't provide the environment that they want to to provide for people to enjoy their beers. So they're reverting back to simply being uh, a bottle shop. Now linked to that is also the news this week that Anspach and Hobday have had resident complaints made about the noise coming from their brewery on a Saturday as well. Um, So these two articles very nicely segue into our special birthday edition of Hop Topic which is simply the question has the Bermondsey beer bubble burst say that five times quickly yes um, <laughs> you, you know with Colonel saying that they're not going to be serving beer that's going to push people to their nearest neighbours which are partisan and brewed by numbers both of those archways are considerably smaller than Colonel mm. how long is it going to be before they feel the pressure um, have we got to a point where Bermondsey has, has, has literally come become too big well how many people how many people go to Bermondsey for the Bermondsey B Marlet and don't go to Colonel I mean what what I'm trying to ask is how big of a draw is Colonel to make Bermondsey B Marlet what it is and so if they're not serving other than selling bottles are they are they going to lose custom and therefore is Bermondsey going to drop in popularity on a Saturday what do you reckon? Well, wasn't the the reason that it was they've switched over is um, they're either becoming I've read conflicting reasons for this. It was becoming too popular, and they were attracting 
customers that really were it was becoming too social and too popular so the customers were there and having I know you can have too much of a good thing but that was that was one of the key elements to it to the decision to do that I don't know how true that is I must admit so it's only hearsay well I've never I think a lot of people have commented that it, it's become a bit of a mecca for stag parties and, and, and people just looking to get shit-faced before lunchtime. Fair enough. I've, only, I've never done the Bermondsey BMI. I have been to Colonel on a Saturday, though, just to meet someone. And it was rammed and noisy and not my scene at all. <laughs> um, I mean, it would be a shame if, you know, if that little area lost that reason to visit it you know the cluster of breweries that open on a Saturday but you know with Colonel not serving I'm not sure if there will be the draw for it now well you can still you can still buy bottled beers so there's still you know you can still go to the brewery you can still buy the bottled beers you still take them away yeah but part of the draw Um, surely is to turn up and have the beer there and I I think it is I, I, I agree I think I think Colonel is probably it's probably the nucleus of, of, of the Bermondsey beer mile. But I think if you if you think and you look particularly at the rise and the popularity of brew by numbers now as well, um, that's also becoming equally as busy. I just worry that it's it's in such close proximity to, to Colonel that what will happen is people will go there instead. And what, what we'll hear in a couple of months is brew by numbers making a similar decision. Or it'll be a case of, you know, I don't know whether they'll get to a, a, a situation where they're having to issue tickets or raffle tickets or whatever yeah. to, to be able to get in. So I, I, I guess, as I say, that the question for the, the, the this week's Hot Topic is, has, has the Bermondsey beer bubble burst? Um, let us know your thoughts on Twitter using the hashtag Hot, to- hop, hop topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, revisiting this beer, the, the head kind of settles into something that's quite creamy. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's becoming anyway. it's becoming almost um, both on aroma and on mouthfeel. It's becoming almost imperial stout like. Yeah, you're getting that really oaky flavour to it. Not entirely sold. Mm. Would Would you like to? Shall we? Shall we do a little bit about the beer? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, other Other than that, it's in a nice box <laughs> and it's wrapped and it looks beautiful. The box so, smells lovely as well. It, yes, it, it's got a lovely woody uh, aroma to it, seeing as it is a wooden box. Okay, so um, Shepherd Neem, uh, Mashtun number one. This was brewed um, last year. Uh, it's a limited edition to commemorate the 100th anniversary of Shepherd Neem's wooden mashtuns, which I believe to be some of the last remaining in Britain. Um, the beer itself uses traditional British grist mix of six malts, pale crystal, amber brown, chocolate and meat malted wheat. Maybe that's where we're getting the stout-like feel from the, the, the chocolate malts there. Um, their rich sweetness is balanced by the robust bitterness of some of the most popular hops from Kent and from North America. So it's got First Gold, Centennial and Amarillo in there. Um, it's 7.4%. It comes in a 750ml bottle, which is embossed. Um, it's a beautiful looking thing. Only 5,000 bottles of this were released. Um, they are still available. I think there are still some available in the brewery shop. They were 13.99 when they released at Christmas. Um, it's it's a nice thing that, that, that Shepherd Neem had done. And probably at this point should say thank you to, to John Humphreys from Shepherd Neem, who I believe arranged for three of us to, to get these beers. So many thanks to, to, to Shepherd Neem and to John for, for these. Indeed. Um, 
and it is a it is a really interesting beer taste wise and the the longer it sits in the glass and the more it warms the the the, the flavors are changing in it indeed i do believe it's gone up to 1750 oh okay i'd uh, look today when i was doing a bit of research and um i noticed from the taste that what i got from the early carbonation um quite a lot of there was a big bitter hit before the fruit kicked in and then the bitterness came back quite strongly but that seems to have seen contrast to yours mark i don't know if you can't see but um steve but mine hasn't got that creamy head on it anymore mine settled right down yeah, uh, yours is in a pint glass mike and mine is in a, a snifter so um yours is in a posh one mine's in an adam's glass I've got to say I'm in a snifter as well, and I I think I experienced the same. Um, the head had gone right down by by the time I got to the bottom of it. Just topped it up with a little bit more from the bottle. The head's back, but already it's kind of dissipating, um, and it, it's disappearing away. I mean, it's it's a really enjoyable beer, and I'm now I've I've kind of read in it that it's it's got the chocolate malts in it. I'm getting a lot more of those kind of stouty characteristics coming through from it that fruitiness and woodiness is um, quite apparent sitting quite nicely in the middle of the tongue and everything else is working working around it it's almost quite soft around the outside of the tongue with the bitterness concentrated in the middle and tip and back rather than around the edges um, I'm really enjoying it it's certainly a sipper and oh, um, absolutely yeah see how it, how it progresses as it warms mm. The smell is smelling. Did you say this, Steve? The smell is smelling far more stout-like. Yes. Yeah. As the, the longer it sits in the glass, the, the more it, it feels like it, it smells like a stout. And for me, the, the, the more it's getting kind of that mouth feel of a stout as well. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying this. I think it's incredibly well balanced, and and I think all of the ingredients are are playing their part in equal measure. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Mm. Um, quite a contrast. It's it's very full flavoured beer, and I think Shepherd Neem sometimes trying to be all things to all people. Although having talked to um, people from Shepherd Neem and people in Kent, this is the lighter beers that they're famous for. So the less upfront beers are very popular in Kent. And speaking to drinkers in Kent they go down a storm there however this is a departure in that it does the flavors don't hide away they're not ashamed of themselves and have to sleek un, sleek under it's not a thin beer by any stretch of the imagination it's good full flavored a genuinely tasty beer right should we get some more birthday tweets buddy Absolutely, yeah. So, um, Julie O'Grady, at Julie underscore O'Grady. Cheers, hoppy birthday. I do love a hoppy birthday. Um, <laughs> at Alan Pierce, um, happy birthday. Love the show. Your enthusiasm is unboundless. Love the banter. Love the beer talk. Love the guests. One for Justin there. Look at that. Um, Darren Gee, who can be found at FNord2323. Happy birthday and thanks for the excellent Brighton do. Um, not been to some of those pubs before. Great day out. Uh, Beer Bods sent us a message. Happy birthday. Keep up the great work. Thanks, guys. You too. Um, Dave Martin, RDG Martin, uh, gives us kisses with tongues. Not sure how welcome I am about that, <laughs> that oh. one, but... 
do do love a good tongue in on my birthday. Um, and and then Ollie, who was on the homebrew show a few weeks ago, um, thanks for giving me the chance to share what's brew with the world. Gave me the confidence to get people to buy my beers. And and since Ollie was on the show, he's since released his first commercial brew from the country's smallest brewery. But he's also upgrading the size of his brewery. So once <laughs> again, into two cupboards. Yep, once again, the beer o'clock show there, responsible for start-up businesses now, as, as well as the, uh, the, 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 the increasing popularity of the craft beer market. And that was an actual first, Steve, having Ollie on the show, because it was the first beer brewed in your home county. It was indeed, which is uh, that, that's that's quite a nice segue, Justin, um, for, for you so. to. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to recently. Um, as I've, I've discussed in previous shows, I've been literally travelling the length and breadth of Essex, um, talking to brewers, talking to drinkers, talking to publicans um, about their beer, their perceptions of beer, and um, the state of beer um, as it is right now. And what it's led me to uncover is um, quite a rich history of hop growing in Essex going back a long way um, just for an example I was in a church um, out for a birthday lunch and I popped into the church in Colne Engane in, which is right at the top of Essex um, uh, above Coggeshall not far from the Suffolk border and in one of the stained glass windows there were um, quite clearly hop cones showing pictures of hop cones um, and just to find out bits like that and just discover um, the history of beer in Essex I've become rather obsessed with it so I'm writing more and more and more and lots of things at the same time which will all be released in due course um, plenty of breweries to visit plenty of um, beers to drink still and um, I gather you may well be doing an Essex special well, yeah, yeah, because you've managed to twist our arm and, and, and you're going to bring that obsession to the Beer O'Clock show next season. Um, we're, we're going to do a, an Essex Brewery Showcase episode with you um, where I, I think you're still deciding on the final lineup for, for, for that episode. Yeah, I've got um, one beer secured at the moment, which is one that you mentioned, um, I think, on your last show of the series, which was the uh, Brentwood Brewery Van Canner and Roland from the brewery has kindly let us have three bottles so we'll have be opening a bottle each that night which is their special beer that's brewed with champagne wine and um, ale yeast and hand riddled the one that goes for 30 pound a bottle which is extremely generous yes um, that, thanks to Brentwood for that appreciate that and um, Crouch Vale Brewers Gold will probably be be there I'm still finalising the last two probably Malden's Essex um, Strong Pale, uh, which I think you'll find interesting. And currently, I've got it sketched down as Mersey Island Island Gold, uh, which may tie in nicely with your next season, but we'll have to see about that. Um, but there's a, another couple of beers that are on the back burner, but we shall see. All will be reviewed in the fullness of time. <laughs> it sounds very interesting, though, mate. I hope so. I hope so. Then it's kind of you to. To showcase this because um, I'm, I'm very passionate about it, so um, and it's become a, a bit of an obsession with me at the moment. 
And I think I think for us it could be a bit of a first again as well because if if it works if the idea of doing a county showcase works and we'll, we'll put this out to the listeners now we might be open for taking that around the country and and, and maybe doing one or two county showcases each season so um, certainly keep your ear out for that one um, when it comes in season eight. Yeah, a, a county showcase is something that you and I discussed. Like after the second episode of this show, or so. Uh, yeah, yeah we we had these grand plans. I think I think we called it the <laughs> regional review panel at that, at that point, where we were going to get people from all over the country to come on the show and talk about beers that were local to them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm still really open to the idea of of, of doing the, these kind of round the UK county showcases. Yeah. Right. Do we have an Instagram of the week, mate? Uh, yes, of, of course we do. Um, it's been really difficult to choose one because obviously it's been a bit longer than normal. So I've had a lot more pictures to trawl through. Um, but there was one that there were a number that could have won it. But there was one that absolutely leapt out at me just for the um, the contrasting colours at it. And it's, it's a previous winner. Um, and it's a winner that's started using the hashtag this thing is impossible to win these days. Um, so he'll be pleased to know that he's actually won it this week. So um, fantastic film, ENG, um, for an amazing picture of a bottle of Harbour Light Owl, which was taken uh, on what looks like a wooden table with countryside in the background, beautiful sky, just a really stunning picture. That's that's up on our Instagram feed. It's uh, in the show notes. You can have a look at that. And please, over the summer, keep entering your your, your pictures into the prize this prize. Uh, put the picture up on Instagram. Use the hashtag cheers, guys. Um, I do look through them all, even if I don't get round to liking them all. Um, but we will obviously need a prize this prize for when we come back in September. Indeedy. Um, any final thoughts on this beer, guys? As we head slowly towards the end of the show. Not quite, but slowly towards the end. It's taking on almost a... Um, co- quite some cognac flavours. Um, it's developing quite nicely. That fruitiness has settled down um, with fig and plum and date hovering under there and it's it's getting quite mellow I'm I can see myself drinking this for a while after we finished tonight <laughs> yeah I, I would echo that it's it's not one that I want to to rush to get to the end of I'm I'm really enjoying it I'm really enjoying the way the flavors are changing um, it's turned into something that's now more of a winter warmer I'm almost a little bit disappointed we're drinking it in the middle of summer because this is one that would have been perfect um, as as the cold dark nights drawing, but but yeah, it's um, that the flavour, the feel, the body, the balance, everything about this beer is just spot on for me. Yeah, I'm getting you know the woody flavours, the kind of like the the sour plum flavours in there. Um, that bitterness kind of lasts a while, which was quite nice. Um, I would have preferred to have the Amarillo be showcased a little bit more, but considering they've got six kinds of malts in there and they've got a couple of other hops in there you know you it has to balance out somehow um i think it's pretty drinkable i'm not bowled over by it but saying that it is obviously a beer that they put a lot of work into and it the balance is commendable you know they've got all these different flavors kind of mixing in and nothing is overpowering anything else so pretty well put together so well done shepherd name you have a 
future in the beer industry. <laughs> and and thank you again for supplying our third birthday show beer. Indeed. And talking of birthday, do we have any final birthday messages, mate? We we have. I've got I've got a few tweets and and then just one email that I want to read. So um, at the mighty Jag, um, happy birthday, guys. How about doing a saison season purely for tongue twister reasons, if nothing else? Um, probably never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Quickly moving on. Um, uh, again, another of the homebrewers that was on the last homebrew show, Rich Cooler at our caller. I'd sing happy birthday, except I want to spare your eardrums for musical torture. I guess that means happy birthday. Um, and then um, we also asked people what their, their highlight of the last three years has been. And, and un, unsurprisingly, we always get the tweet that says, as ever, that unhuman cannonball show um <laughs> and and that was from our number one fan miles lambert um talking of which miles um being our number one fan actually took the time to send us an email as as well titled hoppy burp day um just wanted to say happy third birthday to the greatest podcast in the world really seeing the show maturing and growing a straight uh, growing a great strong community around it fantastic la la work lads here's to the next chapter all the best miles um cheers mate thanks for taking the time Thank to send us miles. that email and we got one final audio message from a couple that we love dearly from across the water here's wayne and janice hey guys hi guys happy third birthday now that you're out of the terrible twos welcome to the terrifying threes from all your friends here in the Irish Beer Snob community. Right. Okay, mate. Um, what's coming up next season? Oh, can I, let, let me just have another sip of this beer because this is going to take a lot of talking. <laughs> just to wet the whistle. Okay, so season eight. Um, can't give you the beer details yet because we're still finalising them. So keep your eye on Twitter over the summer because we will uh, announce the full list soon. Um, but what we can tell you is the breweries that are involved in Season 8. So um, deep breath. Here we go. Brew by Numbers, Wylam, Wiper and True, Squawk, Cloudwater, Hamilton, Wayan, Wildcard, Darkstar, Buxton, Sam Smith's, Galway Bay, Fullers. They're the breweries. Then, around that, there are going to be three special shows as well. There's going to be the Essex Brewers Showcase, which Justin just spoke about a little bit earlier. There's going to be a slight twist on the homebrew special. The next homebrew special is simply being called the Imperial March. We'll leave that one with you for now. Um, and then also we have got in touch with, uh, there's a guy on Twitter um, who's at, I think it's the Beer Advent. He is the original or the originator of the Beer Advent calendar, Ben McCormick. Um, we're going to sponsor a beer in his calendar for this year and he's going to come on the show and we're going to review that beer with him and talk beer calendars and Christmas and all that sort of silly stuff. So that's the um, that's the season. That's the breweries. That's the themes that we're doing. Um, we'll announce which beers we're going to be doing as soon as we've got them all confirmed. I love it when you have these little surprises for me, mate. I didn't know about the beer advent thing. Well, mate, you do have access to the list. <laughs> I, anyway. I like, I like to give you surprises, mate. I know how much you like a surprise, so I like to keep you on your toes. And... Dee uh, we would like to remind people, don't forget to subscribe to the Beer O'Clock Show newsletter, which you can do from the website, 
get updated whenever a new episode is out, especially if you don't do the whole iTunes, Stitcher, whatever your podcast client of choice is. Um, we only ever email you when a new episode comes out. So go check that out and chuck your email address in. It's that easy. Um, we also have a listener survey running. Um, it's open till the 14th of August. Um, the main idea is to find out a little bit about you, why you listen to the show, how you listen to the show, just so we can try and make the thing a little bit, the thing, the show... <laughs> A little bit better. This, this thing we do. <laughs> this thing we've been doing for three years. Yeah. Um, and if you also put your email address in, um, there's a chance that you could win some beer, which would be quite nice. It, it will. We don't We don't know what the beer is yet um, because it, we haven't decided what it is we're going to buy you. Um, it'll be so decent, I, though. It, it will be some good beer that we'll send you. Um, <laughs> we're not going to send you any old chaff. Don't worry about that. <laughs> And obviously, we've we've kind of hinted at this in the past few weeks or so. We have some new branding coming in, lovely new logo and all that kind of stuff. So that will be, te- you know, you'd be able to get some sneak previews now and then on social media before the next season starts. Yeah, it's it's out there now. It's just um, just want everyone to be aware that from the first of September, when you're scrolling through your Twitter feed, you're not going to be looking for the sunburst anymore. You're going to be looking for something completely different. So um, you'll see a lot of the branding over the summer. Indeedy, and don't forget you can get your beers from Ales by Mail, beautiful beers, Bottle and Bean, and Ebria, who all now offer a ten percent discount to Beer O'Clock Show listeners on any beers from their website so check out all the details on our buy your beers page on the website coming up next mate what's what's on the next summer special the the next summer special is um a recording that we did when we spent the day at you brew uh where we actually went through the process of brewing our tastes like beer white stout so you'll be able to listen to nick taking us through each stage of the brewing process us asking questions um a little chat with them about what you brew about and how you can get involved so that's out on the 7th of august indeedy and justin anything else you're up to mate that you like to promote uh, no just um going around um essex writing about essex to so keep an eye on my uh, blog for more of the same which is masonjust.blogspot.co.uk that's right yep or you can find me under get beer drink beer right and you're at 1970s boy on twitter I am indeed, that and, the same, blo- and the same on Instagram. <laughs> that random bloke off Twitter. Some random bloke off Twitter, yes. <laughs> I thought we'd Good get through a whole hashtag. show without mentioning that. <laughs> I have to. I, I, still like, I still like to consider Justin as that random bloke off Twitter. He is. Yeah. He's the original random bloke off Twitter. Yeah, well, he was actually the first random bloke off Twitter that I met in a pub. So <laughs> he, he's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> right, on that note... <laughs> Happy birthday, everyone. Happy birthday, guys. And until next... It's been the highlight of my week. (laughs) And mine. Until next time, bye-bye.